Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And just in a few hours, a few more developments, I was hoping to get a little more before I could start. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just keep on adding to it. And when it's all complete, then I'll sort of put them all together into one episode. At least that's what I'm hoping to do. So um, another, you know, uh, uh, prediction that most of us made, uh, including me, including moi, uh, that came true is that the... Uh, the pe- the people who uh, the turncoats who kept leaving PTI and they joined the new party uh, that was to be chaired by Jangir Tareen who was actually disqualified, which is why everybody uh, has this question that oh, how can a disqualified person form a political party? And obviously it's because it was the establishment that was forming this party. So because of that, we have got. Uh, this big question mark on this group and as I said this was basically their way of putting all the outcasts putting all the trash on one side and they will all fizzle out they wouldn't be given a chance to uh, continue the political careers in other words they were just put away uh, to die politically speaking and yes this is their political demise right now so that prediction came true. Now another thing which we uh, kept on and on telling the establishment and the army in general. I know people tend to think that the army is the establishment but you need to understand that although the army forms a large part of the establishment but it's not 100% of the establishment. So the that is why I usually name them separately the army and the establishment although people like to just put them all in one. But in any case, so now the establishment suddenly remembers Imran Khan. Um, if you remember, that is the same army and establishment that were, uh, you know, uh, talking big before. According to them, Imran Khan and his party did not know ABC about how to run the government, that they were running the government for Imran Khan, that they were the ones responsible for the economy, they were the ones responsible for all that was going right in Pakistan that they were literally teaching Imran Khan and his party how to walk. So now you're all in all, you ousted Imran Khan and you're basically running the show. According to you, it was always you running the show. So why is everything in minus? Why is the treasury empty? Why is our rupee crashing? Why is the economy going in minus? Why are the production rates going to minus? Why is the biz- Why are the businesses closing? Why is every single thing minus? Why is our index minus? when it was positive. It was left at 6% when Imran Khan was ousted and now it is at zero. Everything is at minus. So explain that to us, please, since you are supposed to be the mastermind behind the rising economy of Pakistan. So now you are openly the one in charge of it. So how is it that you and a group of 14 political parties, a coalition of 14 political parties sitting in the parliament, every single one of them in power and you in power, the army, General Bajwa, according to you, according to all of you. So you are right now in power. How is it that our economy has crashed? How is it our production has crashed? How is it that we have no import-export? How is it that we have no domestic business? How is it that the state has completely collapsed? And here's another question. You know, this is the question that I asked even before to all the PMLN members and the PPP members. When you were in jail, you were basically sitting in a freaking palace, right? You cannot dare to compare your jail experience with the experience of the real political prisoners of yours who are right now in jail. We have 10 to 12,000 PTI supporters and workers in jail, PTI members in jail. And as we all know about the women, what's been going 
going on but with the men too they have been kept in such bad condition where Maryam actually had a frying pan to press her clothes and she had juices and fruits coming in and out and where Zardari had a luxury suite within his cell and where Nawaz Sharif also had a luxury suite within his cell on the other side we have 60 men cramped into one tiny death cell okay that cell has a capacity of 20 people maximum and we have 60 men cramped there and oh by the way this is what happens when morons run the show so our establishment was too busy being a narcissist and having an ego and trying its dick measuring that only now once again it has realized the grand mistake that it made through Bajwa and that was by ousting the Prime Minister because now they've realized that they cannot do without him. Now suddenly they remember Imran Khan and they have refused to charge him in military courts. They were the ones who were actually insinuating that they wanted to charge him in military courts. Now all of a sudden in true American fashion they have decided to back out and pretend as if they had nothing to do with that decision whatsoever and that this was all the PDM and this was all PDM's decision and it was all uh, you know Zardari and Nawaz Sharif going around trying to do that but now they said they want to have nothing to do with it. Yeah we all know that you were part of it too. You can act and play uh, innocent right now, but we all know that you were a party to it too. But anyway, as they say in Urdu, um, better late than never. As long as you've got your head screwed on right now, and as long as you've realized that you cannot survive, you may think that you rule the state. Again, I'll remind you, you may think that you are the state, you may think that you rule the state, but you are not the state and you don't rule the state. The public rules the state. If there is no public, there is no establishment. If you want to be an establishment of a country, the country needs to exist first. Now, as for Pervez Ilahi, now we all know the history of Pervez Ilahi with the Sharif Khandan, okay, this Nawaz Sharif's family. Um, Pervez Ilahi and the Sharif family, they have sort of taken turns over governing Punjab, okay, just to put it very short and sweet. And most of the development that was done, good development that was done in Lahore and in Punjab was done by uh, the government of uh, Pervez Ilahi, in which, in which Pervez Ilahi was. But now the thing is, although these two have been political rivals and arch enemies, but at the same time, when Nawaz Sharif was ousted, when he had to leave the country, when he was on exile or self-exile or whatever you like to call it, um, when he was removed by Musharraf even, and when his son stayed behind, and when his, uh, sorry, not his son, actually when his uh, family he stayed behind, his sons are in England, so when his family stayed behind, when sh uh, the, the people who actually took care of them of, of his family that remained. The people who took care of them were Pervez Ilahi and his family. And just look, look at how low down uh, Nawashi's family is, that they, they, they literally have no sense of shame or courtesy or decency or, you know, they're such ingrates, really. They're such ingrates that the same family that helped them in difficult times, that took care of their children in difficult times while they had to leave the country for political reasons, that same family is right now being tortured and harassed by 
the, Rashi, the Sharif family personally as they put Pervez Ilahi in jail. And remember, he's about 78 years old at least, and he has a heart condition. And the, the only reason they picked him and put him in jail where they are basically keeping him in almost inhumane conditions is because they want him to leave Imran Khan. They want him to leave PTI. And they keep on telling him, today you just resign, withdraw like all the others. We will let you go. And not only will we let you go, we will, we will actually give you uh, a future in politics. We'll give your children a future in politics. Which obviously we all know that they cannot even be trusted for that because look at what they've done to all the others. They promised a future in politics too. They've literally been put in a trash can uh, in, an, in an outcast group. So we have that. And here's another point that we need to make. Or I thought I was about to make that point in my last episode. I'm sorry if I didn't complete it. And that is the meeting between um, Shah Mahmood Qureshi, who was the vice chairman, still is the vice chairman of PTI, and uh, Imran Khan. And, you know, as I was talking about Geo News in my previous episode and how Geo News is known as the uh, most... Um, uh, how do we say uncredible not incredible uncredible as in it cannot be it's not credible um, they do not have credible news they never give credible news every single news of theirs is fabricated or scripted or censored or allowed in other words it's dictated by the government so they're the mouthpiece of the government okay and June News was trying to create this whole narrative about how Shah Mehmet Qureshi went and made some demands from Imran Khan because this was a message that he was told to give by the establishment and by the Punjab's illegal government, which whose time has already expired like way back when, uh, that, you know, that Imran Khan should uh, hand over the party to somebody responsible and uh, remove himself and not be involved anymore and that he should leave the country and this and that and you know blah 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 but the truth is that there was no such thing and that is what Imran Khan was also saying that it's amazing how people suddenly find news and how they you know with such uh, credibility with such confirmation they uh, you know they spread false news as if they were right there with us and there were only two people there was not uh, there was nobody there to even record their conversation they had a completely private conversation in imran khan's home um, and imran khan uh, the next day at court when he was asked about it by a journalist and he was like really seriously who does give you all this who feeds you these stories you know because actually the truth is that he and Shah Mahmood Qureshi were talking about things pertaining to the future of PTI which is why they did not deem it important to discuss it with the media after all the vice chairman has finally been released from jail now his first move is to go back to the chairman uh, and to uh, tell him about what's going on to brief him and at the same time to trade information you know so for example they found out that they actually had even more voters than they originally thought and that the fact that there was uh, a bit of a rigging that that did uh, take place during the elections even though they won the elections last time as we all know that despite the fact that PTI clearly won the elections they but they still couldn't have two-thirds majority in the assembly so they had matched certain information they had reconfirmed re-verified certain information concerning the voters list concerning the number concerning the census 
So there's a lot to talk about over here, you know, so that does, and, and reaching certain serious decisions concerning the future of the party. So really, um, this is why we always say that none of us in Pakistan ever watch mainstream media, um, especially since we knew that the mainstream media had sold out in the name of US aid to the USA to promote anti-state sentiments, uh, pro-US sentiments, which was, I am directly quoting Obama when I'm saying this, that he said that, uh, you know, that this amount of dollars has been used on Pakistan media to promote pro-US sentiments. So, you know, this was a very clear message to anybody who understood. Um, I mean, it was very obvious. So uh, the fact that they kept on feeding that, that you know, those US dollars and the fact that, you know, uh, the Maryam Nawaz and her cronies and Zardari and all had continued to buy uh, the, the mainstream media. You, do, you, you need to understand the reason why um, the mainstream media was so eager to sell itself off and become bitches of the riches was because the government, as, uh, as, as, as promised to us, the government practiced austerity, which meant they did not waste money sponsoring these private channels in the form of ads, which is something that um, Nawaz Sharif always did and Zardari always did. Whenever they came into the government, they would sponsor channels in the form of ads. And the channels, because they were so greedy now for this, they were pressurizing the government to sponsor them and the government refused flat out because the government did not have that kind of money to waste on such stupidities. And this is why, uh, true to their form, uh, the mainstream media turned back towards uh, US dollars and you towards the traitors of Pakistan. And this is why people stopped relying on mainstream media for any credible news. And that is why you have seen that most of the journalists even who are credible and or who want to give credible news are turning or have turned to social media. Now, uh, here's another question that I wish to ask. Some people are insinuating, uh, maybe they are more than insinuating, maybe they have some sort of proof, but I don't know. But they're insinuating that Asad Umar, you know, when he was in jail um, and when they tried to pressurize him as they pressurized everybody else, that they will let you go only and only if you announce uh, that you're withdrawing from PTI, from Imran Khan's party. Um, and they say that Asad Umar actually said that I'm going to withdraw from my position in the party, but I'm not going to leave the party. And what I can do is that I can uh, sort of create, become a bridge, you know, between you and Imran Khan and uh, enable talks between Asim Munir of the army, you know, uh, the COAS of the army and Imran Khan. So, but again, so that if there are any misunderstandings, because as I, I think I've mentioned this in my previous episodes as well, that many other journalists have um, said that there could be misunderstandings uh, between the army and Imran Khan that have been created, that um, Asim Munir has been given the briefings, um, uh, you know, uh, and Imran Khan has also given briefings both against each other and that these briefings may be incorrect. But again, I repeat the same question that I asked before. Is the chief of army staff so stupid? Is the establishment because, as if you remember, there was also this this concept going around that you know perhaps the establishment is being fed, uh, you know, uh, incorrect information or incorrect briefings uh, regarding Imran Khan. Um, again, I would say, is the establishment, is the army so stupid, so blind? 
uh, I thought they were the ones who are running the state secretly. That's why we call them the establishment, because they're running the state uh, secretly. So how is it that the people who are behind everything, you know, the all in all of the country, how is it that they're not even aware of the fact <laughs> that the information that they're getting is right or wrong? And again, if they admit to human error here, that because there is a chain of command and there is a chain of, uh, of uh, you know, in evidence or a chain of information that could end up in a Chinese whisper. So it means they're admitting to human error. That means that they should admit to the fact that they are not at all capable of maintaining that status quo. You know, for, for almost 70 years, the establishment has been basically reigning over Pakistan in the shadows, which again, as I said, most countries have. Most countries, whether they're aware of it or not, they have an establishment. They have that deep state. Fine. But again, the whole point of a deep state is that they should be able to work in the shadows to run the country. I get that. And I even get where they're coming from, although I don't 100% agree with them. Because again, these kind of scenarios that get created, they show that at the end, it's all about human error. Because institutions are made up of human beings. Organizations are made up of human beings. And when human beings interact, then there will always be human error. So why the ego? Why the dick measuring? You know, why why the narcissism? Why the we are all in all? Why the, the reign? You know, why, why calling yourselves the kings? You're not kings again. Try to understand that you are essentially humble servants. Because the real kings are supposed to be the public of the state. You actually are supposed to be the real protectors of that state. You're not supposed to be the deep state. You're not supposed to be the rulers. You're supposed to be the protectors of that state, which you have never been. And you've always gone rogue. You know. So again, I would say either you are involved in the whole conspiracy or you are too stupid and too blind to have been played into this conspiracy. And in either case, you don't deserve the post you're in. The chief of army staff does not deserve to be the chief of army staff if he has been fed wrong information and he doesn't even have the brains to think for himself to see that there could be something wrong, that the whole public is with a certain man. And why am I being stupid enough to go against that man, number one? Because that means I'm going against the public, number two. Because that means I'm going against the state, number three. Again, if the army, the establishment is under the illusion that they are the state, you are not the state. You need people in order for a state to exist. If there are no people, there is no state. If there is no state, it's just an empty lot. If there's an empty lot, then what the hell are you doing there? What are you doing in an empty lot? Waiting for oil to come up? Seriously, what are you doing? So, yeah, my basic problem here is I don't see it. Sorry, I just don't see it, okay? I don't see any justification or any excuse for the way the establishment has been behaving for decades. To me, the pattern that I see for these, de for these past seven decades is a pattern of going rogue, a pattern of not knowing your place, a pattern of treason. That's what I'm seeing, okay? That is that is all I can see. That is all anybody with his brains and, and his mind and his eyes open can see, okay? Anybody who has eyes, ears, and a brain, they can see exactly that. And this is why, again, I would remind you, you are not working with uh, boomers, you know? 
you are the boomers, but you're not working with boomers anymore. Right now, you're working with our generation. You're working with millennials and you're working with Generation Z. You know what that means? We don't have time for your BS. Get it? We were not boomers that were born with opportunities that we corrupted. We're not those who have eaten till our bellies hung out so that we have taken the share of even the next two generations. We are those next two generations whose share you have eaten. So we don't have time for you and your BS. We don't have time for your conspiracies. We don't have time for your misconceptions and we certainly don't have the tolerance or time for your mistakes. You understand? We want something done. We want it done the way it should be done. We don't need you people interfering because you have done more than enough. That is where we are coming from. So you're dealing with us. You're dealing with those people who are already sick and tired of all the mistakes that you people have deliberately made and later on just chosen to call them mistakes. Those mistakes that have damaged our future, that have taken away all the opportunities that we should have had so that we are left empty-handed. We are left in debt. Both our generations, Generation Y, Generation Z, are left in debt. And even the next generation, the third one coming, will also be in debt, thanks to you. So you are messing with the wrong class of people. You're messing with the wrong generation. I keep on and on reminding you that. We are not those people who you're going to subdue, okay? You have subdued your own generation, yes, because you were all idiots. But the thing is, you cannot subdue our generation. You can't, because the damage that you have done is out of control. And you're still not leaving us alone. We want you to leave us the frack alone so that we can do damage control. If you old farts would keep on and on interfering with us in our lives and our futures, how the hell are we supposed to fix the shit that you just dumped on us? You know? So we're not going to be subdued because we were never part of your conspiracy. We were never part of your corruption. We were never part of you eating up the shares of the next generations. We are the victims here. And we cannot continue living as victims. We cannot continue living without any opportunities, barely hanging on. So you are dealing with those people who already know exactly what you've done. They can see the damage. They have suffered the damage. And they don't have time for your BS. And we don't have tolerance for your mistakes. We do not have time, period. So that was your biggest mistake that you ever made, the establishment, the intelligence agencies, the army. You know, you, you the biggest mistake that you people made was that you decided to once again uh, play old tricks your old dogs, you know, old tricks, and you played it on the wrong people. That's what happened, and it backfired. It backfired very badly, isn't it? Now you just don't know where to fall back onto. You have nowhere to fall back onto. Because, and now you're realizing that, okay, there is only one way to fix this shit, and that is you need to get Imran Khan back uh, you need to get yourselves back on his good side and then but again you need to understand 
It is not Imran Khan that created the rift between you and the public. It is you who created the rift between you and the public. Because as I said, the public has suffered immensely. Our generation has suffered the most. The next generation has jack shit to their name, thanks to you. Thanks to your antics. Which to us is just treason. Working against the state in the shadows and then out in the open and then back in the shadows and then again out in the open for 70 bloody years. You know, you have been more anti-state than any deep state or any establishment ever in any other country, really. And then you've become very obvious about it. Now you were just moving around on a rampage as if you didn't care what came next because now you were 100% sure that Pakistan was sold out. The deed was done. You just had to wrap it all up in a bow and then hand it over to the U.S. So this is why you decided it didn't matter if everything was obvious. And again, that's how it backfired because the public already knew everything and the public was ready and the public is still ready to fight you. Again, we don't have a place for an institution that takes our money and then bites our hand. We don't. And we will never tolerate it. Never. Because you gave us nothing. You only took from us. So why should we tolerate you? So you have finally realized that Imran Khan will never get minused. Instead, you could get minused. Because if the public, which is already simmering, the public is not scared. You thought that you would scare the public, you would instill fear in the public. But actually the public is just getting worse. The public is getting more and more angry. And you know what that means. You know what a slow ticking time bomb is. It, it, it will just suddenly just explode. And then the overseas Pakistanis have activated themselves. And that is where you have really suffered because you were the ones trying your best to tie their hands. But again, how stupid of you. How can you tie the hands of people who follow laws of countries other than yours? How can you try to threaten overseas Pakistanis? Are you crazy? You are right now surviving on your last threats because of the overseas Pakistanis. If all of them decide to stop sending you dollars and pounds, I'll see how you crash. You're already crashing because many of them have stopped. You're literally surviving on their coattails. Okay? Um, as you owe the overseas Pakistanis a lot. They don't owe you anything. Right now, you are running on the fumes of overseas Pakistanis. Okay? So you cannot even dare to threaten them. The minute they'll stop sending you people money, the state will 100% collapse. The reason the state has almost collapsed is because the overseas Pakistanis do not trust you and they're not sending money, they're not sending revenue into this country anymore since you ousted Imran Khan. And this is why you're having foreign exchange shortage. And this is why the rupee is constantly devaluing because added to that, you self-professed masters of economy, you who claimed to run the whole country behind Imran Khan's back, you failed miserably as soon as Imran Khan walked out. You failed 
look at our economy look at our rupee look at our import export look at our business look at everything everything is minus everything is zero or minus but according to you you were the one running the country if you were running the country then what bloody hell happened so this is my question and i know you have no answers we have the answers to these questions and it's very obvious and even your ministers now are screaming their heads off because they're saying if the elections actually take place and if we're not allowed to rig the elections if these are fair and free elections then imran khan will screw us royally yeah that is their own word he will destroy us so as long as you know because yes it's true he will destroy you i mean even right now as usual as usual the dogs have started fighting each other as we always know these people can never be together they're only together in order to um i mean imagine 14 parties had to get together just to oust one man and they still couldn't run the government they still couldn't um help the establishment establish itself <laughs> and they still couldn't do jack shit for the economy obviously they weren't here to do jack shit for the economy they were here to destroy and burn down the country get it? we all get it but at the end as usual there's no honor among thieves so they came thinking that they would reap mutual benefits and now that they realized uh once again that you know the greed is overtaken one party or the other so they've started skirmishing uh, uh, you know and and the skirmishes in between them are the same old i swear you could just turn the tape recorder on and set it on a loop it's always the same so we have again the the zardari family declaring themselves royalty and then we have sharif family saying no we are royalty and then zardari is saying that no i'm king and you should bow down to me and uh, now shivaj shrif is thinking okay how can we oust zardari but obviously you know you cannot because zardari had already played the long game with you guys he pushed you in the front you guys true to your nature you went around like rabbit dogs you kidnapped people you murdered people this is what you do best although it's true that zardari is doing the same in sindh in karachi he's kidnapping people he's killing people in the government out of the government in pti out of pti he's doing that he's always done that you two are mafia groups but now your 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 dog fight has begin begun already but now here's this other problem and that is that the establishment has realized once again what fools they've been because every single time they've always worked with you two with these two parties and every single time they've eaten shit and yet they they keep on dropping themselves i think they're addicted to this shit i don't know they keep on dropping themselves down to that dunghole over and over again but then again it's because at the end of the day they also need those us dollars and that that can only stream in through you people isn't it so they have started fighting over rigging again because uh, according to them in the kashmir elections um ppp has already started rigging so they know that ppp people's party is a tarish group is going to win but you know imran khan always has the chance to turn the tables completely um he can boycott the elections and and stuff can go wrong but let's see let's see what happens but the fact that they've already always accused each other of election rigging and yet they claim that they both don't rig elections when imran khan also said that yes they do they, there has been rigging even if it was to a small extent last time but still at the major instances 
um, rigging occurred. And voila, here we are all over again, the same old fight. The PPP people have already started rigging the elections before they could even start. They've rigged the elections in Karachi, they've rigged the elections in Kashmir. Okay, so what about you? You didn't even hold the elections. You're still sitting as a caretaker government. A caretaker government, mind you, who had only 90 days. How many days have passed since you've expired? That's what I'd like to know. So this is me signing out. Ciao, ciao. Kudahafis.